All right, welcome to... I don't even know what to call the show at this point. Um, it's like a version of The Sixth Men mixed with The Bye Week, except uh, the only person who's on either of those shows is me right now. Uh, I'm, but I am joined by a very special guest today. We have Joe DiBiase, uh, the number one Akon fan in the world and also from WGR Sports Radio 550. Best known for being the number one Akon fan in the world, but Definitely. it's an, truly an honor to be here. I mean, this man loves Akon. Loves it. Well, what's what's new with Akon? You know anything? He's anything coming out with a new album. I know that first time in a decade. So prepare yourselves. It's going to be how pumped are you for it? It's going to be nuts. Um, on a scale of one to ten, probably like a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. That's a pretty good, pretty good uh, scale. I would I'm say. Bra- I broke the scale two times over for for Akon. So just think about it this way. You know those scales you go with the doctor. Yes. If your Akon fandom was measured in weight, it'd be like three sumo wrestlers on one of those doctor scales. All on the same one. It seems that seems uh, physically impossible, but I get the point. So that makes yeah, it makes sense. Well, why would we about Akon for like an hour and a half? We could. Um, uh, no, we'll do I don't that. Know we'll, if we could, maybe, we could, maybe we're gonna make our future. own Akon podcast. Akon podcast. I, I mean, like that idea. We're gonna start it. I'm on board. Um, we're here to talk about some sports. Um, like I said, well, I'm not sure if this is the bye week or the sixth man. It's just a a general sports talk show today. Um, first topic we're gonna go with. Um, even though we're based in Buffalo, I think everyone in the NFL is talking about the Dallas Cowboys being, what is it, 8-1? Eight 8-1, one? Eight one. eight straight wins after losing to the Giants in Week 1. That's incredible. Uh, and to think about it, like, everything that you'd think would make the Cowboys 8-1, you'd think, oh, Tony Romo's, you know, Tony Romo and having a great season, not injured, completely healthy. It's not the case. It's Dak Prescott, the rookie. Considering where they were last year with his injury, that's absolutely what everyone would have thought. Last year, he got hurt, and they were a disaster. I mean, you had guys like Matt Castle. Was Brandon Whedon on the team? Brandon Whedon played. Matt Castle played. Kellen Moore played here in Buffalo, Week 16. I don't even remember that. It was a bad game for both teams, but the Cowboys were terrible. Did they, who won that game? Bills, I don't even remember Bills this. The won that game. I don't even remember The Bills this. won their last two games of the season and improved to 8-8. Eight eight. They did beat the Cowboys in Week 16. Wow. Um, but that, that, that offense, if you just think about how different it was, Des Bryant was hurt and not playing... Yeah. So, really, your top three offensive players were Terrence Williams, Kellen Moore, and then Darren McFadden. And looking at it now, like you're looking at a, a mostly healthy Cowboys offense. Dak Prescott's playing very well. Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best, the best running backs Probably the best seen. running back in the league right now. He probably is. Yeah. I would maybe say... Very close. Stats-wise, he's number one. I would maybe say David Johnson's the best running back in the league right now just because I think he's... Ezekiel Elliott has that offensive line... Makes it's it incredible. so much easier to be a running back. I, I might put David Johnson above him because that Arizona offensive line, their quarterback, and their receivers minus Larry Fitzgerald, they've been bad this year. And he uh, is Carson Palmer carried, taking a huge step back this right. year. Right. David Johnson has been getting screens, these dump-off passes. He's running the ball 30 times a game. He's been He's very carrying good. the offense. Now, Zeke, on the other hand, Zeke, while he has he's number one league in rushing, he's getting a lot of support. Definitely. I mean, you... The getting Des Bryant back is huge for Dak Prescott. That's going to mm-hmm. take the passing game to another level and make it even harder to It defend. gives you a downfield oh, yeah. threat you didn't really have before. Absolutely, and a red zone threat, too. Yep. And um, To add that in with Witten, because beforehand, Witten was getting a lot of the yeah. targets, but he was also getting a lot of the coverage. Now you have to split it up on defense. And I think I think they did a pretty good job, Dallas did. Even without Des Bryant, um, I think Cole Beasley really took a big step up. Uh, it, he's, Cole, a, he's a nice player. Because he fits well with Dak. 
Especially yeah. as a rookie quarterback, I think Dak does have a really nice arm, but they didn't want him to stretch the field early on. Yeah. So they needed good underneath receivers. Witten is that as a tight end, and Absolutely. Beasley really stepped up in that role as the slot receiver, almost like his his uh his little his mini Edelman. And even even as good as Dak and Ezekiel have been, um, I think it all starts with Dallas with their offensive line. They've invested oh, a yeah. ton into that offensive line. Tyron Smith is. Arguably the best left tackle in the game. They drafted him very high. Does, is Lael Collins starting for them right now? I th- I want to say he's I hurt. Like he I, think, hurt. I yeah. think Ronald Leary is starting again. He's he was also a pretty good guard. Doug Free. Doug Free's on that line, I believe. He's a beast. Who's the right tackle? Is is Free playing guard or tackle right now? Uh, I think he's playing tackle. I don't really remember. It's funny though that the Cowboys. Everyone, anyone in the any fan of the NFL right now could tell you how good the Cowboys' offensive line is. Yeah. Probably five percent of them. Could name, name a lineman. I mean, it's tough, to, it's tough to come up with these names sometimes. Um, I think their center, Travis Frederick, is one of the, probably the best center in the league right now. Probably. And people laughed at them if for, he's not for drafting he's him. Up there. Because they had so many offensive linemen. They drafted him, and he's been great since he got in the league. Jerry Jones did a great job of building that offensive line. I'll give him that. And, and he, teams are trying to copy it now, too. Oh, yeah. that's It's almost become kind of like the blueprint, because think about how important the quarterback position is. Mm-hmm. Really... What you're seeing with Dak right now, if Dak was on... If Dak was on the Rams. If Dak, sure, the Rams, or if he was on the Buccaneers or the Colts right now, he would be a disaster. No one would be talking about him at all because he would have so little time. He He's not he's not capable at this point of his career in carrying a team. We'll he see about needs that, the, no, He needs the support, I think. It does help to have that offensive line in his That offensive line... I mean, we, we know that from last year that it can't make anyone good. But it can certainly help. And it Dak, can make Derrick McFenn a serviceable player. Exactly. And where he hadn't been in the past. So basically, if you give if you put decent players in that system with that line and yeah. that those receivers, then that's going to inflate them to be really good. And I really, I just think... But they couldn't... Per- See, that's funny. They could protect everyone but Tony Romo. That funny, is, that is pretty that strange. I, I think at this point, Tony Romo is old. And he's taken a lot 36. of hits over his career. 36. So I think that has part of to do with it. And I don't know. I just think even the best offensive line can protect you from how dangerous of a sport football is. Well, he really he only took one hit in the preseason. It was the first hit he took. that He, he got hit in the back from behind. Also, yeah. if you watch the play, it was because he hang, hung onto the ball too long, which is something Dak doesn't do that much. So little shot there at Tony Romo. But <laughs> I think Tony Romo. It's partially his own fault. Oh, of course he was fainted. He... For there was a five six year stretch in there between probably two thousand eight and two thousand fourteen, where Jerry Jones didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. He built he that team was bad and Romo kept them. He didn't get them into the playoffs. He only got he them got in the them twice. But that's when yeah he made them competitive. And think about like it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that he carried that franchise for so long, and now that they finally built something up, yeah, he's not going to be the one to reap the benefits from it. And well, you look how bad like the drafting was. Like they grabbed the guys like Mike Jenkins on defense, and yeah. thought he was going to be a star. Players like that. I mean, obviously they 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 didn't draft did well with very well. Demarcus Ware. They that did. was that was a great move. They did bad um, with the uh, um the cornerback pick. Which one was that? Morris Claiborne. He's actually yeah. playing very well this he's year. Been, yeah, he's, he's been better this he's year. He's been very good. He's still not quite what they thought he was going to be, but yeah. he's oh, certainly better than what he was the past couple of years because he was just bad. And at this point, the Cowboys' defense, is it's not great. 
but it's to the point where it's an average defense. And with an average defense and a very good offense, you can definitely win a Super Bowl. I, I, with, with Sean Lee staying healthy, I think I might put them slightly That's, above it. That helps him a lot. He's a great player. Yeah. And he's, this is the first he time he's been healthy up. in a while. Right. So I think with him there, maybe they'll, they're slightly above average. But they're certainly not killing them, which oh, no. has happened in the past. Yeah. And I don't know. It's an interesting team. I, I didn't expect to see them 8-1, even with Tony Romo. I mean, they've got to be the team to beat in the NFC right now. I would think so. You look um, around the NFC. Actually, you know what? I might I might take that back. I think Seattle might be my favorite. Seattle's but they're right. 1A and 1B to me. I don't. I yeah. think if one of those two teams, I think, is going to be the one to win. I think Seattle's team. biggest problem right now is, honestly, if you look at them, they're the opposite of the of Dallas, I guess. Because you look at Dallas and you see it. I mean, you, I guess you have Ezekiel Elliott. They're built and differently. Des. But if you look at Seattle, they have a lot of like really solid players, skill players. But Horrible offensive line. Offensive line is awful. Probably it's, bottom three offensive who hasn't line league. Played since eighth grade as a starter. Yeah, they're not just they're not just on their line. Their left tackle, which is yes. the most important position, and they're they're damn lucky that Russell Wilson is healthy now. Yeah, because we saw when he's hobbled at all, and he can't scramble. Scramble. That's that a big part of his he's game. He's going to get hit twenty times a game, and he's small. He's right. a small guy. He is durable though. I'll give him that. Yeah, I he's think built well. I think Seattle. Their last two wins were really, really good against the Bills and, and the Patriots, Patriots and on in prime time. I think that's what with Russell Wilson actually being able to run around a little bit. Yeah, we're seeing that maybe he doesn't necessarily need the offensive line. Interesting move that Seattle made. I thought um, they actually released Christian Michael, the truth, who was the awakening, was pretty decently at the start of the season. Played pretty. He, poorly I am weeks. one of his biggest fans. I thought he was going to break out this year. Now he certainly didn't break out. By any means, no. He, he averaged over, four yards a carry, four which, yards is, a carry which, which is, is actually okay. It's perfectly that line. average, actually. But yeah, whatever. Um, obviously a really physically talented player, just never really figured out the game. Never did. He's on the Packers now, so we'll see what that does. That kind of kills mm. James Starks in fantasy leagues, but whatever. I think James Starks will probably get most of those carries. He's we'll more see, consistent. We'll see. They've they've spent uh, about six years now finding ways to not get James Starks the ball, and most of that is Eddie Lacy being five hundred pounds. Right. They would rather give it to Fat Eddie Lacy than James Starks. That's just the point you need to know. They yeah. brought in Chris... I mean, it makes sense, though, because Starks was the only healthy running back on the team. Yeah, and they were playing Ty Montgomery at running back. Who's playing right. well, actually. But he, he played okay. He he's played, not a running back. He but. played well for a receiver playing running back. Yeah. so And uh, he was mostly playing as a receiving running back. And I, we, I saw, like, we saw what happened with him playing running back. They were throwing the ball 55 times a game. Yeah. And that's not sustainable. And with Aaron Rodgers not having the best year of his career, that's he probably... He is more talented Jay Cutler, is what I like to call him now. Oof. That's that what is he is. A, that is a rough comparison. That is what he is. He, he is being, more talented Jay Cutler. He went from being the best quarterback in the NFL. He is, he is, um, oh, if I can remember the stat. All right, so, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers has the, has had the second most time to throw in the league this year. Interestingly enough, Tyra Taylor's won. I think a lot of that is that he's yeah, better scrambling. at scrambling. But he also has a better offensive line than, like, say, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Rodgers is second. However, Rodgers is dead last in the NFL this year in deep ball accuracy. That's insane. And deep ball, like, um, long passes. He's dead last in passes over 20 yards. And he's dead last in attempts over 20 yards. So what he's doing, he's checking it down a lot more. And this also doesn't make sense because think about how many times he's been throwing the ball. How can he be dead last? It, 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 it's so weird to see him this year, how he's last in attempts over 20 yards, but yet he's got to be top five in the league in attempts because of how much they've been throwing it. He's just, he's having such a down year. It, I think part of it's he's taking a step back athletically. Because um, 
Aaron Rodgers is one of the best scrambling quarterbacks. Maybe a little bit. I still th- watching him this year. I feel like I haven't noticed much of a difference. Maybe it, mm-hmm. what I think I've been attributing it to is one: the fact they have no running game at all. Yeah, that doesn't help. That hurts. No matter how good a quarterback you are. I mean, Brady for the running backs he's had, they've always managed to have a decent running game. Rodgers has no running back, no running game whatsoever right now. Also, he doesn't really have very athletic wide receivers, to be honest. I, I can see that. He doesn't have guys that can Cobb really... Cobb's injured a lot. Cobb's injured a lot. Nelson's a little older, and he's coming off yeah. an ACL injury. They don't really have a guy that can get separation. I, I guess Devontae Adams. He's more of a possession guy, I feel like, though. See, he. I agree with you. He's not great at separation and finding open spots. He's better at it, but he also is. What about got Jeff Janis? Hands that are bricks. Je- Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis. I don't know. They he can't get him on the field. I'm joking about that. No, he's athletic though. You might be joking, and it's. I get the joke. Jeff Janis is athletic. I mean, everyone. But you're right. He's 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 not good. That's true. Um, Unless he, you need Hal Mary. Yeah, that was that was insane last year. That I mean, what makes Twice. me think that Rodgers can can still do that, but it's, we well, haven't seen it. In like remember, years. he still can throw the ball eighty five yards in the air. Well, we went from Seattle to the Packers really quickly. I wanted to go backtrack back. How did to that Seattle. even happen? Uh, Christian Michael, Christine Michael, the truth. Christine Michael. It's Christine. It, it might be Christine. Man. Might be Christian. I don't even know. He probably he probably really matter. He's going to be so much. He's probably going to be named Christine. Mm, he he's pretty big. I wouldn't make fun of him if I were. Oh, uh, good point. Yeah, and people are probably like, "Wow, this guy's gonna make millions of dollars because he's really good at football." True. Um, he going is, going back to yeah. Seattle though, I really like CJ Procise. I think I do too. I think he's a really good fit for Russell Wilson because he's he's a former wide receiver at Notre Dame. Yep. So and they're getting Rawls back this week, so that should be interesting. While I Procise is played pretty well, I think in the few games he's been healthy, he's not really fit. I think for that feature running back That's role. True, yeah. So with roles coming back, I think that'll give Procise a little more comfort in the fact that he can slide back into the role that I think he was meant for, which is passing downs and kind of screen passes, like those short that short passing game mm-hmm. can kind of be his niche. And I think, honestly, in every offense in the NFL, there's literally, every offense you see, there's someone on the team who's a receiving running back now. Yes. Um, off the top of my head, I could not name you a team that doesn't have one except probably the Jaguars. Well, they think Yeldon is that. Um, Yeldon's not a good receiving running back. I think... But otherwise... Yeldon needs to run the ball more. Otherwise, you're right, though. Pretty much every team has a designated running back. I mean, Tevin Coleman showed that... The Bills really have that? LaShawn. He can do it, but they don't have a designated guy for it. That's true. They don't. They don't have the secondary running back who mostly is a receiver. Right, like the bang, like a Geo Bernard or a, yeah, yeah, or a James White slash Deion Lewis in New England, like a yeah. player, or um, Bilal Powell, like a player like that. Yeah, yeah. Bilal Powell is really underrated, I think. Yeah, he is. He's been good this year, especially with Forte getting. Let's not talk about Bilal Powell. We could talk about Bilal Powell. Is that not interesting to people? Uh, people probably maybe Bilal is. Powell is listening right now. That's he, a, that's he, a he solid would point. Too. That is a solid point. Yeah. There's a good chance. So you think you think uh, you don't think the Panthers are a team to look out for at four and six? They just beat they squeaked by the. No, Saints I do. Tonight. I do think they are because the NFC is there's no Atlanta looks nice too. Atlanta looks nice. I don't trust them right now though. I just, uh, I think their defense might be a problem. The defense is suspect, and I can't trust Matt Ryan. Yeah, I feel in 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 a playoff situation. I just. I can trust Julio Jones with anything. Right, but Matt Ryan, I think, is very susceptible to having these games where he just 
loses it and he just can't do anything right. And it's weird because he's having an MVP type season right he now. He is. Too. That's why I'm picking. I still think they're going to win the NFC South. If I had to pick a team in the NFC South that I think is going to compete for the Super Bowl, I'd probably pick Atlanta right now. Yeah. Um, I just I don't see them being better. I don't see them beating the Cowboys or the Seahawks in the playoffs. No, I could definitely be see them getting Dak in the playoffs. Yeah. It's funny, too, what Jerry Jones said today. Did you see what he said today? I didn't, actually. He's, I think he's throwing the curveball in there. He, Pretty much everyone, we, we all know, we all knew that Dak was going to be the starter going forward, right? Yeah. Even the Cowboys admitted it. Then we heard the news yesterday that Romo asked for an open competition, and he was told no. Then Jerry Jones came out today, and I'll get the exact quote for you, but Jerry Jones basically said something to the effect of, Tony Romo is going to be the quarterback for a Super Bowl team when talking about the Cowboys. And I'm going to try to find that right now. As I That's delay, a very odd quote. As I man. delay a little bit. That is a weird quote. But we all know Romo's Jerry Jones' boy. Yeah, I mean, Tony Romo's been with that team forever, it seems. Tony Romo took over that starting job for Drew Bledsoe. That's how old Tony Romo is right now. And the two quarterbacks in the league right now, by the way, that have taken over for Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady. Neither's uh, name is J.P. Lossman. <laughs> yeah, J.P. Lossman. That was the, that was the plan, though. Uh, J.P. Lossman, Kelly Holcomb. That, that, that's like, those are names I like recite in my head. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Yep. You know how Arya Stark like recites those names? Yes. Um, that's how I am with Bill's quarterbacks. J.P. Lossman, Kelly Holcomb, Drew Bledsoe. Craig Nall. So Jerry Jones said he thinks Romo could play five more years, which is nuts. No. He also, if he could stay healthy, maybe, but he's not. That's that's the biggest if I've ever said in my life. Yeah. He also said, quote, Romo will be the quarterback on a Super Bowl team. Does Do you think that he is kind of implying that Jerry Jones believes that Romo is going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys by the end of the season. I feel like Dak Prescott is playing so well that they'd be crazy. Let me ask you this. To do that. How many... What would it take to get Romo in the lineup besides an injury? I feel like... A really bad game for Prescott. One really bad game that they lose, I think, would get it done. If there was a game, say, where the Cowboys lost... And it wasn't necessarily Prescott's fault. Prescott probably stays in. But if you get two or three of those, mm-hmm. where maybe it's not Prescott's fault, kind of like with Tyrod and his losses. Tyrod never kills the Bills. Mm-hmm. He never loses them the game. But sometimes he doesn't do quite. He enough. doesn't. He all yeah. Some quarter you need a quarterback sometimes that can just when everything else is going wrong, he can just put just the team on his shoulders and he can carry you to victory. What if we get two or three games like that with Dak, where the Cowboys are where really, sort of in question? They're, right, they're not looking good at other positions, but Dak isn't good enough to carry them over the hump. Because what say what you want about Tony Romo? Romo has proven that when all else is failing, he is able to take the team and push them over the hump. Usually, usually, yeah. usually, Dak not hasn't necessarily hasn't proven shown that, it yet, you know, because he's always playing. He's a rookie. From, well, maybe, yeah. I was going to say he's never really played from behind, but he kind of just did last week. Yeah, but, but I feel like it was Zeke. Zeke it was Zeke yeah. that really brought them back. I feel like we didn't we didn't touch him much enough on Ezekiel Elliott. He's been amazing. Yeah, probably the best rookie running back I can remember in a long time. I just 
Probably since Adrian Peterson. I'm a little more down on him than other people, though. Really? Some of these holes, man, you could drive a bus through them. Okay, fair. Fair enough. That line, I mean, that line made Darren McFadden a thousand-yard rusher. And I'm not saying Zeke is... Zeke is a... Darren McFadden had a thousand yards last year. Yeah, he just got got over it. Um, Wow. I'm not saying Zeke is... I'm not comparing those two. Zeke is by far a thousand times better than Darren McFadden. Yeah. He's probably going to end up with 1,700 rushing yards this year. Which would be incredible. Um, We need to slow down on him, though. Because if he was on another team right now, we'd probably be talking about the dumb team that drafted a running back that early. I mean, fourth overall for running back is nuts. Is, it's crazy right now. Because well, look look at Trent Richardson. He was taken third overall by, well, by the Browns. What is happening, though, is Zeke is paving the way for Leonard Fournette to be drafted in the top five. Leonard Fournette's a very good player. Because really, teams have been gun-shy to draft a running back that early yeah. because of Trent Richardson. Yep. Zeke maybe opens the door to that again because of how good he's been. But he really, it's not all the offensive line because he still has to find the holes. Yeah. I mean, you Trent Richardson, the one thing about him is he was one of the most athletic players in the league. But, I mean, it's you might, he might he's as well. He's on the Browns. He might as well have had a, a blindfold over his eyes. He's on the Browns and the Colts. For bad situations. When he part. was on the Raiders in that preseason, there's a highlight of Trent Richardson on the left side. There's a hole as big as you can see. And he doesn't even look that way, and he barrels in behind three linemen hmm. and gets stuck for a one-yard game. When literally he was so good to your left, there's a million. Yeah, it was. I, I think part of it he had a he had a really bad knee injury that he had surgery on right before the draft, and the Browns still took him. And but Zeke has definitely proven he's better than him. Yeah, a million times. Definitely. Um, but he's not. Let's not. He's say not he's, the best running back. He's in the not NFL. Emmitt Smith. He's not. Right he's now. not Emmitt Smith, and he's not the best running back in the National Football yeah. League. Give him some time, maybe. Would, David Johnson is better, and probably Le'Veon Bell is better immediately. I still like Adrian Peterson, too, even though he's hurt. Yeah, he's he's getting up there, though. True. Um, all right, so the Cowboys. Should we go to the Bills? You ready oh, to talk Bills? Oh, my God. If we must. All right, so last time I talked Bills, I was talking with my good buddy, Evan. Um, the Bills were 4-2, and two and everything was looking really good. They were playing <laughs> the Dolphins, and I was pretty excited. And oh, how far we've come. Yeah, now the Bills are 4-5. and five. We've come crashing back down to earth like we have year three, after year. Three losses in a row. Um, it's looking rough for the Bills. People's jobs are on the line. Ronald Darby got benched. Um, okay, so little update today. Um, I was in Trent. I, I talked to Sal Capaccio from GR today. about He was at practice. Mm-hmm. So... He had up to the minute who's starting and who's not. So Darby will actually end up starting. Really? This week. They're benching the wrong guy. They're benching Nikel Roby Coleman. And really, Roby Coleman, people are underrating him this year. He's been very good. This statistically, this this has been his best year. Pro Football Focus ratings had him as this being his best year since his rookie season. And he was pretty good as a rookie. He was. If you think about some of the bad plays that you can think back about him, he was covering Gronkowski. He's five foot what eight. What do you expect him to do? <laughs> He's five foot eight, one seventy five. Gronk is Godzilla. He He's can't slightly defend bigger him. than you. He's slightly bigger than slightly you. bigger than me. And he's defending Not much. A, a power forward. A big power forward. A power forward um, who runs a 4-5. He's guarding LeBron James, basically. LeBron James of football, yes. Gronk is LeBron James size, and Nikel Roby is Nate Robinson size. He can't defend him. That's the bad play he's made this year. He, now, he has made some other ones. I'm not saying he's, he's also been... Won us he games. hasn't been perfect. So what I'm wondering is, if this is a matchup thing, because 
Kevon Seymour, who would be his replacement, a little bit bigger, and nickel corner. He's bigger. You think about Cincinnati's passing game; they don't have a lot of underneath stuff, which is really. I mean, Giovanni Bernard is going to be the main guy, right? But Roby Coleman's forte is guarding that inside receiver that goes underneath all the time. And like, I saw your Edelman's of the today. world. Real quick, okay. The ahead. Bengals receivers—they're all taller guys. AJ Green, six tall. Four. Brandon LaFell, six, six three. three. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Boyd is six three. Also, um, Eifert, six six. Right. These are big guys. I'm wondering if this is a matchup thing. But it probably is. Darby is going to play. Roby Coleman's probably going to be benched. He'll probably play a little bit, little bit. <clears throat> Corey White has Gucci flip flops. Yes, he does. Those, all oh, those were sweet. He actually does. He does. Have you seen him? Yeah, you showed me a picture of him, didn't you? I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I saw him recently wearing. Gucci I feel flip-flops. like I, I saw had a conversation him. with him about it. I feel like I saw him on Twitter then. Maybe. I feel like I saw some. I might have tweeted some it bill out. was wearing. Yeah, I I saw. Oh, them I somehow. might have sent you a Snapchat of it. Somewhere, That's what it was. yeah, some way somehow I saw them. So, for, I'm rooting for Corey White, also, but I also um, like Darby. Also, George Bl- or Blanton's cleats today. They were camo cleats, and then they had he had red, white, and blue socks coming out of them. Really? He's really supporting our true side. strong for the Bills. Robert Blanton uh, is bad. Yeah, he's not the greatest. Um, I do like him for uh, starting fights with the Patriots, so I can, I can get behind that. He can instigate us to victory, like Andrew Peters did back in the day for the Sabers. What happened to the Bills secondary, though? Like it's been bad. Um, we're, we're allowing a lot of huge plays. Two things. One, three things. Darby, I think, is getting a little bit of a bad rap. I think he should not have played against Seattle. Um, Rex talked about this. He was, being, he, he was sick. He was right? sick, and yep. he tried to play through it. And I think that was probably his worst game of the season. If he didn't play that game, our opinion might be a little different of him right now. Now, I think the, I think Gilmore's been much worse than Darby. The other two main factors. One is Aaron Williams being out. Yes, that's actually a big loss. And really, I've been saying this for a while, I think he should retire because... He probably he, should. He has had two neck injuries now. He's had a couple concussions. concussions yeah. And his dad told the AP that he is feeling... his Part of his left arm is now numb. That's not good. He, sh- he should definitely he needs, retire. So he needs to retire. Problem is they didn't have a backup plan for that, which is bad on Doug Whaley because you knew the injuries yep. that he had coming into the season and you didn't really have a backup plan for it. We didn't draft Duke Williams either. is trash. You knew cut. you knew Bakari Rombo was too hurt to even sign. He actually is on Tennessee now, I think again, but he's not playing well because of the injury he had, and you really had nothing else behind him. The third thing, Gilmore, I'm get, I get the impression by watching him that. He is in that Mario Williams phase last Check, year. Just checked out of the He knows team. that this is a contract year for him. He doesn't want... He knows he doesn't have that long-term security. He doesn't want to sustain a major injury. And he he looks like he's playing like that. And that's he a shame refuses, he could have got a huge paycheck ref- that way. Yeah. He, right now, he, he refuses to make hits. He re- refuses to go all out to make tackles. I mean, he just looks like he's given 70% every play. I mean, I'll go back to night over the summer. We, we had a long conversation about... Stefan Gilmore. Well, because I, I was one of his biggest I've, supporters. I've defended him too, but this year it's hard to defend him just because he hasn't not he has doesn't not look well. like he's trying. It's a shame because I time. think he's really really talented. I mean, once the ball's in the air, if he if the receiver makes the catch, he just doesn't want to engage. It makes no sense. Um, Darby, I can see maybe you know taking a little bit of a step back. I don't think he's been that bad. He's had a couple he's bad been, plays. He's but, been worse than last year, which is a problem. But, but a lot he of the, hasn't. He was really good last year, though, so it's, that's fine, I'd say. I think he's been manageable. A lot of it's not his fault because the scheme, like when they played the Jets, 
they were they were having him man on man against Eric Decker, but with mm-hmm. no safety or linebacker help. So he's got to cover the whole because they were they were blitzing so much in that game. Yeah. So he had to cover the whole field against Eric Decker, who's a pretty good receiver that is bigger than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a good matchup for him. While he is a good corner, the coaches need to recognize that he's not very tall, and they need to give him some help. Yeah, and he's not Gilmore team. It's a lot of man coverage, just single right. man coverage, no help because there, there's so much blitzing. And it, sometimes it works, but sometimes you need to be smart. You need to give them some help. You can't just have them on an island the entire it's game. It's tough in this league nowadays when there's so much passing to have a defense like that. It really is. Because when you're blitzing so much, most there's some quarterbacks that don't do this, but most quarterbacks are able to get rid of the ball in one or two seconds, mm-hmm. which means that you can't get to them. Like Tom Brady. Like Brady gets rid of it under a second. Years. Under a second, Brady can get rid of the ball. Yeah. He knows. Brady knows where the ball is going before the play happens. Absolutely. Um, but other quarterbacks, while they're a little bit slower, they're they're still able to get the ball out quicker. I mean, you, we saw you Ryan saw Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, exactly. The, the game of his career. I never saw Ryan Fitzpatrick play that well. He's had Fitz has had some games like that. I Fitz thought, could I thought go that was off. His best game. Of Fitz could time. go off. He also could have games like he did two weeks later. Where he had yep, six, six interceptions. interceptions yep. that's, but that's Fitz. He can, he'll <laughs> throw for three hundred and three touchdowns one week. The next week he'll have a hundred yards and six interceptions. Man, the Jets are going with Bryce Petty. At least we're not Jets fans. That's fine. Well, look out because they may be... They're one of the teams, I think, that is going to be pursuing a run. Yeah, I can see that. It's going to be... It won't be having this year, though. It'll be the Jets and the Bears, I think, will be the front runners. Yeah. And then I think the Broncos, but I don't think that they're going to pursue it that hard because they've gone down the road of the older quarterback with Manning. Mm-hmm. And I think they're looking at a young guy and they're hoping Lynch or Simeon can develop into that. Then that's, that's interesting. Another dark there. horse is, I think, Arizona. I was actually just thinking Arizona because Carson Palmer's Paul, not, been that not good. having a good year. Now the question is, they're like that with Denver. They're even worse. They've done it twice now with Kurt Warner yeah. and with Carson Palmer. They're trying to put a band-aid over the quarterback situation. They, they now it's with worked Matt, twice. Matt it's worked twice. Warner got them to the Super Bowl and Palmer got them to the NFC Championship game. So that might that might be, I think, the best fit for Romo. If Romo stepped in, the team. if Romo was healthy for 16 games on the Cardinals, I'm telling you right now, they would be the best team in the NFC. I, I was very high in the Cardinals coming into the season. They were 13 and three last year. I was too. I and picked them to go they Super Bowl. They didn't last lose year. anyone really. What the thing that they did lose yeah. was I Romo's are not Palmer's Romo's, Palmer's self and his self confidence. Yeah, because that playoff he game he had last year, last year, but the playoff game he had where he just fell apart last year. I do remember that. I think game. some of that carried some of that carried, I think, over into the season. That's a shame. It appears I, I like, like that did. team a lot. Um they could still make the playoffs. It would just take a lot, I think. David Johnson, he's carrying them. They're yeah, also the they're getting nothing from any receiver other than Larry Fitzgerald. Michael Floyd weird, yeah. Michael Floyd has been just bad. he has fifteen receptions on the year. Wow. That's dreadful. Um, John Brown has that Brown has cell. been and he had had concussions yeah. all year. JJ yeah. Nelson was looking good early and then last week was Horrible and really? caused two intercept. Two interceptions were 100 percent his fault. Wow. One went off his hands and was intercepted. The other, he ran the wrong route and it was a pick. So, really think about it. They haven't gotten the quarterback play. They haven't got the receiver play. And if you think about what made them successful last year, it was their vertical passing game. Mm. Fitzgerald isn't the guy that does yeah, that. Not at all. It's literally the other receivers. It's Floyd. It's Brown. It's, it's Nelson. Floyd. It's those three. Nelson to a lesser extent, but the other two. So really what they've had to resort to is they have an underneath passing game, 
which allows defense to stack the box, which is why they haven't been able to run as effectively as they did last year. Johnson's still running very well, but he's, I think, averaging around like 4.4 yards per carry. I think last year he was near 6. Yeah, and less carries, but like if, you can tell David Johnson is a, a, he's a, a beast. beast. Like he's he's amazing. Really the best cutter, like the best, the, the, the combination of speed, power, and vision quickness vision and he's also a phenomenal receiver yeah he's second on the team in receptions right now he's he's first in the nfl in receiving yards and receptions for running backs for running backs so he's doing fine but if you're a defense right now you know how to play the cardinals yeah everyone's within 10 yards basically you don't need a safety back there yet because they haven't proven this year that they can kill you with it that's what the bills did the, the bills did it a little differently though. i went they, to that game I did too. We the, have seasons. The Bills, yes. The Bills, um, while they didn't really play a lot of deep safeties, they were dropping eight guys in coverage. Hmm. Because remember, they were up big. Yeah, yeah. Early. So they were making them throw. They knew they were going to be throwing the ball a lot. And they stopped it. Palmer just was lost. Couldn't do it. Because you had a bill everywhere. You drop eight guys in coverage, where are you going to throw the ball? Especially when you're not throwing the ball deep well. Ideally, that's what the Bills should be doing a lot more of. That's what I think they should do against Brady. And they've never really done, held to it. They've tried it, but they've always yeah. gone away from it. Because what happens is Brady's going to get a couple plays where he's going to get through that coverage. Yeah. And then the coaches, a lot of times, they start to panic a little bit. And they say, this isn't going to work. we got to get to him. And then you're blitz, never, and he, ever going to get to him. Never. It's we'll never going to happen. So you, that's how you got to, I mean, there's no way to play Tom Brady, but that's the best way, I think. I think what the Bills' defense was most successful is rushing four guys, everyone else in coverage. That's what we did under Jim Schwartz, and it made our, our defense one of the best in the league. They have the personnel for it, too. They, they really do. The reason it worked under Schwartz was you had Darius Hughes, Kyle Williams, and Mario Williams. All four were Pro Bowl pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Right now, you've got Alexander's leading the league in sacks. Which is incredible. Darius is coming back this week. Hopefully he stays healthy. I hope so. Kyle Williams. I Jerry still think Hughes, it's a 4 3. Shaq Lawson. You have five guys that can get to the quarterback yeah. efficiently. So I don't know why they just go back to a 4 3. I think now. I think that's the issue. I wouldn't go back to a 4 3. I think you can run You can run a 3 4 and still just rush 4. That's, that's true. Because you can have Darius. I mean, a lot of times what they're doing now, anyways, they really only have two linemen and they have four linebackers. Yeah, and that, that's true. Corner. Yeah, they'll have Kyle Williams and Darius. I mean, the ideas the of four three and three four at this point are almost it's, done. It's, yeah, everyone's playing nickel. It's, it's a lot of four four. Or it's a lot of two four. Yeah, um, two four five. Right. You'll you'll have Kyle Williams and Darius, and then you'll have Hughes and Alexander or Lawson on the outside. So really, what you Jack have Lawson's you have two outside well. linebackers playing defensive end these days, and then you have the two middle linebackers mm-hmm. or inside linebackers. I know you meant. Oh boy, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. We're playing. We're playing Cincinnati this week. Um, we're on to Cincinnati. I'm really not looking forward to the game. I think it's a winnable game, but I don't even want to say that because I feel like the Bills at this point are pretty. I'm weird. I'm ready to give them a chance if they win this week. I don't know. I've tried if, to talk myself, but into they're going to so need times. help. They're going to need the Texans to beat the Raiders for me to be. Anywhere. Oh, that's not going to happen. Um, Khalil Mack is going to destroy. I'm Brock telling Osweiler. you right. Right now, I'm telling you that that's going to be a closer game than you think. The you think line so? right now is six and a half in favor of Oakland. This is the Mexico City game, by the way. Really? By the way, this the altitude in Mexico City is 
like significantly higher than Denver. Really? So think about when all of the analysts every time there's a primetime game in in Denver. Oh god. Probably, usually it's John Gruden, but someone's going to bring up the fact of the altitude. Mexico City, you're going to get a lot of it Monday night because it's even higher. So is John Gruden going to say that uh, Mexico City is the Gruden grinder of the game? He's going to be like wearing a yes, and he's going to be wearing a mask because he can't breathe, or he's going to be pretending or something. But I think the Texans can keep this close. I really like the Raiders. You said we said off the off the record that you thought Derek Carr is a legit MVP candidate. I do, and part of that is because I don't think the Raiders are a very balanced team, and I think he's. Done. He saved them a lot of times this year. There, if you, there's four throws Derek Carr has made this year that if you took them away, they're losses, mm. and that would push them to three and six. That's, that's why that's I think he's big. MVP because he sing he single handedly pretty much got them four wins. Now, if you look at the Raiders, they're trying to do something similar to the Cowboys. They invested a lot in their offensive line. They had a couple draft picks. They signed Kalechi. Well, I don't know if I said that correctly. Yeah, I think I think you did. But they paid him a lot of money to come play guard. He's one of the best guards in the league. And if you look at their running backs, they're not the, the greatest running backs. Latavius Murray is talented physically, pretty average at being a running back. He's a very average running back. He's, well, he's been banged up, There was up a too. stat last year that um, it's a fantasy stat, but it kind of it, – it's fantasy, but it's it signifies his talent. Mm-hmm. It's not just telling you how good a fantasy player is. Last year, he had a lot of touches, like a lot of touches. There were 93 players in NFL history that had the same exact amount of touches that he had last year. Of those 93 players, he had the least amount of fantasy points. Wow. Of all of them. So basically what that's saying is he's getting all these touches and he's doing historically bad production with them. I think he's very This year, he's been a little better. Mm -hmm. They've also, it's helped that they actually have backup running backs this year. Last yes. year they had Taiwan Jones who was a special teamer. Is a special teamer and he has actually played more cornerback than he has running back That's in his insane. career. Um and then you had Roy Halu who was not even good when he was in his prime, let alone <laughs> last year. This and year they have two Jalen Richard rookies, right? And, Richard and uh, DeAndre Washington. Um, yeah, so two rookies, and they've been pretty good. They're all averaging around four or five yards a right. carry, so that's that's very the good. The committee has worked better than la- just having Murray be a workhorse. And then plus, with a passing game, you have uh, a guy who's going to be gray in the red zone in short yard situations with Crabtree, and then Amari Cooper who's going to take the top off What's the weird is the guy leading them in... Um, uh, the guy leading them in red zone targets is Seth Roberts. Really? The slot, he's a slot guy. And Carr's been looking for him, and it's been working, but Crabtree and Cooper. That's a great duo. Been. Crabtree Cra- has really turned his career around, I think. Crabtree, I always thought, was uber talented. I just thought yeah. he was very underrated because of the, of the offense he was in. The 49ers were so run centric. Yeah. And he had Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Like, and Kaepernick was really good a couple years ago. But, but even that, he was really good because he was running the ball yes. a thousand yards. He was still passing for like. Two, 3, when you're throwing for just under 3,000 yards, think about that. Usually 500s go into the running backs. Yep. Maybe 500s go into the tight ends. 500s go into the receiver two. And maybe you got 500 for the rest of the receivers combined. You're already at 2,000 yards. And I think that's a little low mm-hmm. guesstimating. Yeah. Because usually, I mean, if you have a decent tight end, they had Vernon Davis. He was probably yeah. getting more than 500. yards or so. You running backs usually might actually get more than 500. And then, I mean, I said that four... Rec- Anquan Bolden was there, too. Right, Bolden was there. So, really, Crabtree getting 900 yards or 800 yards in that offense... 
That's fine. Yeah. Pretty damn good. And, and you're seeing now that he's in too. a passing centric offense. Yeah. That he's really he's showing the talent that he was drafted to have. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he held out as a rookie. Basically, he's justifying he's a talent it. Player. Ten years later, he's justifying it. And he's not the sorry uh, receiver that uh, Richard Sherman once said he was. He's certainly not on Sherman's level as a receiver, but now, he... Actually, maybe he is. No, I think Richard Sherman's far and away the best corner right now. No, he's not the best corner in the NFL. Patrick he's Peterson's very good. Patrick Peterson's number one. You think so? Yes. That interception he made against the Bills was one of the best plays I've seen in yes. my life. I think Patrick Peterson is number one. I might put Sherman, too. I think Crabtree is probably a top 20 receiver. Yeah. He's maybe, not, maybe even top yeah. 15. I think he's underrated. I think Amari Cooper is really getting up to being one of the top receivers in the game. He's getting there, too. He's um, still young, but I think he's very talented. But that Oakland... See, the problem is, though, their, their defense has not been consistent. Beyond Cleo Mack, it's pretty average. They Yeah, they haven't been consistent at all. Their defensive line gets no push. Their secondary has not been good this year. Um... I, I like Carl Joseph. There's I think Houston. The reason I think Houston can keep this close, I think they can. They're going to be able to run on Oakland. Lamar Miller is a, actually, I think, one of the better running backs in the league. Right, and he's I think fifth in the league in rushing right now. He's also got like the most touches by far. And Houston um, still does that like zone blocking scheme that that yeah. really works well. Th- that defensive line for Houston, though, even without JJ Watt, it's still good. I think. I think Houston's going to be able to stop the run. And then they're going to be able to focus on... on If Carr's dropping back to pass basically every play, I think that's going to make them predictable. Because really Merciless can get after the I think they're going to be able to to drop like six, seven guys in coverage and still be able to stop the run, and I think that's going to hurt the Raiders. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's... Uh, what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins is going to scare you as a defense. Yeah. He hasn't had a great year. But if Blake Bortles can, it's or tough. Blake Bortles, it's tough to ever, Osweiler. It's yeah, it's tough to ever trust him as to be a factor in a game though when Osweiler's there. Yeah, I think I think Osweiler had under 100 yards last year and they won or last game. The, oh, a couple weeks ago, Osweiler he had like had 98 yards game. and they won. I mean, he doesn't have. To, I, I I really. It's last year I was much. Brian Hoyer's biggest defender. <laughs> Brian, no, if you looked at his stats, like if you looked in depth, like yards per attempt, quarterback efficiency, all these advanced stats. Hoyer was right around the middle of the league. Hmm. I don't really... Th- I think you were on Osweiler's best year. I think you were getting what you got out of Hoyer last year. I, I'd agree with that. Um, I think you saw what Hoyer there. did in Chicago. He was playing pretty well this year. Not a great team, but he was doing all right. He was um, doing, he was doing pretty I think good. what Hoyer gives you, he gives you a little bit more mobility than Osweiler. Osweiler's, Osweiler's a, statue. a statue, yep. He's, um, he's the, the next coming of Drew Bledsoe, just far worse. <laughs> He also, um, for being such a big guy, six seven, he doesn't have a very strong, strong arm. Yeah, I think he's pretty average across the board. Um, he's, I, I think I, he's below is, average. You think he's below average? I think Osweiler. Oswe- I think is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. Really? Uh, you're probably. I, right. I would probably, probably. I would probably struggle to tell you three, four quarterbacks that were worse. I would say Tyrod is probably top twenty, top fifteen. Top fifteen. You think so? Yeah. So I, I would say Osweiler is considerably worse than Tyrod. I would probably say. Would you whoever, take whoever the Jets, yes, I would as well. I think whoever the Jets have at quarterback right now is worse. Bryce Betty. Um, I would probably say the Browns' quarterback is worse. Cody Kessler is not that bad. He's been not good. <laughs> He's not that bad though. Oh Other, man, the Browns. Even yeah, even Kessler, I'm struggling with. I think Bortles is worse. I liked Bortles his second year in the league. 
I thought he was pretty good last year. I probably couldn't name you another quarterback that's worse. Mm. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Unless I'm not thinking of someone. Now, do you think Houston that's is... That's third, third, second, third, fourth worst quarterback in the league. Do you think Houston is still kicking themselves that they didn't draft Teddy Bridgewater or Derek Carr? They should. They're def, I think they're definitely kicking themselves they didn't draft Derek Carr. They won't admit it because Bill O'Brien got asked the question on Thursday on if they can go back, would they make the deal? And he said, we're fine with the players we got. Yeah, you got a guard in the second round that doesn't even start. So congratulations Yikes. with that. Um, yeah, they're lying, they're lying through their teeth. Of course they would rather have Derek Carr. They, they, if that I, team had Derek Carr right now, they would be running away with the AFC South. Running just imagine away that. If, if Houston would have taken Derek Carr after having David Carr. They've yeah. been pretty crazy. See, while, I, I don't know if they'd be able to defend that. While I think they're going to be close in this game, I'm not. I don't think they're going to win the FC South. I think really? this, is, this is Tennessee's division to lose right you now. You know, I before the start of the year, I really thought Jacksonville was going to. A the lot team. of people thought that. I never understood it. It's just. I never really, I thought their it. defense was going, to, was going to take a step up because I, I like Dante Fowler. Um, he's been okay. Not nothing special. A lot of the play. A lot of their guys were hope. You had. They I mean, were, yeah, was none Fowler, of nothing was proven. Miles Jack. Right. Um, um, both guys Ramsey. are coming off injuries. Ramsey's pretty good. Both guys, that, while they were unproven, they also had injury issues. Yeah. So there was a That's double edge sword there. And I think it's time for them to move on from Gus Bradley. Yeah. I would give Bortles but a, not to Doug Marone. But not oh, to Doug Marone. It's yeah, probably going to be Doug Marone, but they're going to be kicking themselves, I'm telling you. That would not be a good move. Um, Doug Marone, an offensive line genius, apparently. Um, the Bills had a terrible offensive line when he was the coach. And yes. the same personnel, just adding it, Richie Incognito, who's good. Much better offensive line, though. I'll give him this. I think him managing to get that team to 9-7 and seven was kind of remarkable. I feel like Jim Schwartz really got that team to 9-7. I don't know. That offense was surprisingly decent that year with, with Uncle Rico. With uh, Kyle <laughs> Orton. Oh, my God. Kyle Orton had a pretty good season. Yeah, he was fine. We should bring him back. What, as a backup? Yeah. As a coach? Both. Player coach. Player coach? Player coach. I could see him being a player coach. I could see him being a player coach on a youth football team. Just no, under he looks far too creepy to ever hold that position. That's true. That is very true. That stash will get you work nowhere. All right. Football. Do we have any more football takes we want to take? Um, I already said my Tennessee one. I think Tennessee is going to win the AFC Marcus South. Mariota actually... Mariota, I this. he's leading the league in uh, touchdown passes. Tennessee, if you look at their scores the past few weeks, um, I'll look it up right now. But it's been out of this world how good they've been on offense, especially for the fact that Mike Malarkey is their head coach. Oh my um, god, that that is incredible that he is the head coach of that team and doing great. Yeah, that's incredible. They're. Okay. Oh, Mario is not leading league in touchdown pass. That's my bad. He has twenty one though. He's been very good. So let me let me read you the last one, two, three, four. Last six games for the Titans. All right. Points scored. 30, 28, 26, 36, 35, 47. They played a phenomenal against They Vegas. are scoring at will. And their run game is excellent. DeMarco Murray's second in the league in rushing. DeMarco Murray's had a great year. They still have Derrick Henry. He's hurt, but he he's, hurt, he's, but not, he's talented. I think, you look at their remaining schedule, they have the Colts this week. I think they can win that game. I then hate the Colts. They should dominate the Bears. 
I think they, they're going to play the Broncos and Chiefs. I think they can win one of those. Then you have the Jaguars and the Texans. Really what it comes down to is I think at worst, you're going to be playing the Texans for the division in Week 17 at home, and I think they win that game. I can see that. I don't think if, that, if they haven't locked it up by then, because yeah. I don't trust Houston to really get to nine win, to ten wins before that. Just with Brockett, I just can't see it. Um, you know, I don't think the Colts are going to be a threat in that division. To be honest with you, they're I think they're one. They're a one player team. Two players. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's pretty good. Yeah, but like beyond that, like their defense is awful. Uh, Frank Gore is ninety eight years old. Gore's actually had a good year though. He has had a good year, but um, I just don't. I just don't see that team being able to win that division. The, yeah, they, it's not possible. They're and I think Andrew Luck isn't as good as people think he is. He's a he's a very good quarterback. He's just not I as the guy do think. think he is as good as people think. I think he is probably saving the worst roster in the NFL <laughs> from being the worst roster in the NFL. You might be right. If you take Andrew Luck off that team, they're probably if you put Andrew Luck on Dallas right now. If you flip flopped him, and okay, Dak, that, that that sounds great. Andrew Luck would be the runaway MVP. I think. Probably. Run away. They'd probably be nine and zero. I mean, if you doubled the time that he has to throw, Dak on the Colts. I've made this point earlier. That team would probably finish last in the NFL. Yeah. Luck on the Cowboys would be the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Immediately. I can see that. That, that if he was on just a team that had some support around him, that was. I mean, T. Y. Hilton's a good receiver, but he's not an elite receiver. That's true. He's that second tier. He's that Keenan Allen. He's like top 20, top 25. Yeah, he's that Keenan Allen, that Eric Decker, um, probably Sammy Watkins you would throw into that group right now. Yeah, Um, unfortunately. Jordy Nelson, that area. Yeah. He's not in the A.J. Greens. He's not one of the... Julio Jones. He's not Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, even Brandon Marshall if you want to throw into that. He's not that. Yeah. He's a smaller guy. Past that, you... Got no. Try to try to name the rest of the stars. It's, it's tough. It's the Chiefs. Think of the support they have around Alex Smith. They had eleven Pro Bowlers two years ago. Eleven. Wow. The Colts had none, other than Hilton. That yeah, was it. They'll do it. And it goes back to bad drafting and bad trading. You, you trade a first round pick for Trevor. I can't believe Ryan Grigson has. Yes, that that should have been immediate immediate cause for termination. But the problem is their owner is also a knucklehead, and he very true psychopath that gets arrested all the time. So that <laughs> the, I mean, it comes, it, it from, the from the top down. Yeah. Exactly it comes from the top. Manning that that franchise has been saved by two quarterbacks over the past fifteen years. Yep, that team deserves nothing because of what they the product that they have put around their quarterbacks. Ryan Grigson is probably the worst GM in the NFL right now. Polian, I want to be a little cautious with because early on with the Colts, he was good at it. Yeah. But the end of Manning's career, there was nothing around him. Yeah. And, Especially on the defense. Right. So, and you saw what happened when Manning got hurt. Oh. You put in a backup yeah. quarterback they and they're, in they were 1-15. Yeah. So, they're not a threat until they fix that. And I don't see them fix. They, there's too many holes right now to fix. I mean... It's tough to see what they would even do. I would say the Colts are... They just got to start drafting well. But to do that, you got to get rid of the GM who messed up three drafts in a row for you. Why are they drafting Philip Dorsett in the first round? 
Uh, Philip Dorsett is very fast, but he's not that but good of a football. You had two good receivers in Moncrief and Hilton. That's yeah. not one of your needs. They, they should have taken a tackle or take something. A, take some big guy. I don't care. You've got no Either one that can... Ball. You have Either no, side of the ball. Yes, exactly. I don't care who he is. If he's strong and he's big, that's what the Colts need right now. A strong big man to play football. Maybe they'll trade Darius for luck. That would be cool. Uh, I, I feel like I like Tyrod. Tyrod and Darius for luck, and there's nothing else I want. Monte so Davis. Should... Sure. Monte Davis would help. Monte Davis is even a little overrated. Uh, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. He was Vernon better... Davis' brother. Did you know that? That's not true. It is? They're brothers. I don't believe you. Oh, it's true. I'll I know. look it up. While he's looking that up, um, I'd like to take some time to thank our sponsor, J.R. Smith. Uh, just kidding. He's not a sponsor, but if he, if we did have a sponsor, that would be our sponsor. But, but Jr., if you're listening, and you like to, if you'd like to throw reach in, out to the show. Yeah, you can be on, of course, anytime. Not for too long because of my hot takes, but you can definitely be on. Um, I would venture to say the Colts are not quite the 76ers of the NFL. No, because they have luck. But, it, the seven, it would be like the 76ers if the 76ers had LeBron James with the roster they've had the past five years. Yeah, um, I would say they're probably the Orlando Magic just stuck in the Wait, I just compared Andrew Luck to LeBron James. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, he's he's it probably would be, like a, It would be like if you had... James Harden, maybe? An- no. Anthony Davis? Yeah, Anthony Davis. He's so gotta, you're the Pelicans. They're the Pelicans. The Colts are the Pelicans. Perfect. And that brings us to our NBA talk. I was trying to find a way to segue into NBA. We did eventually. it. We, we did, did it. it. We're here. We made it. Um, bunch of different things going on in the NBA. Um, I'd like to start off with Andrew Wiggins and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And also Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last night, Andrew Wiggins played against the 76ers, had 35 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and an all-around really good game. Um, he's been having a great season. Averaging 27.4 points a game. I don't think people thought that it was going to be coming this year. Because he looked pretty good in his first two years. Not quite the number one overall pick good, though. This year, he's proving everyone wrong. He's shooting 52% from three. Taking four game, he's making two of them. So that's really good. Um, 49 from the field. And just has been an all-around a much better player. And it's really... I think it's a pretty encouraging thing for the Timberwolves. Now, they're not a great team. They're 4-7 and seven right now. Um... They're playing Memphis tomorrow. That should be a good game for them anyway. Um, I think Andrew Wiggins has really taken a step up and is showing why he was drafted first overall and why people said he's always the next LeBron James. Yeah, he really... The the talent is there. He's finally putting it together. Um, The trade, I think, the trade for him, it's always going to be looked at in this weird light. I feel like it's going to be very tough for him to make that that fan base really accept that trade because Kevin Love won a championship. Uh, I feel like, but on the, the other hand, getting there. While while I think it's going to be hard for him to make it seem like they really w- clearly won that trade, I think he's going to get to that. Yeah, I think he's going to get to that top five player in the league level because I, I hope so. The talent is there. The pieces are there. I think they're building around him a cast that's going to be able to support him in that and especially if 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 carl anthony towns can get there too that can push wiggins up into that caliber even if he doesn't wasn't going to get there anyway and then you add in if chris dunn can chris dunn has not been that good early this year but he's a very if he can get there um 
Rubio probably won't be along around long term, but I mean he would only help even if he was yeah, still there. I just think there's the pieces are all there for him to get to that get excuse me, get to that level. So I think he gets there. You know, as much as Andrew Wiggins has played super well this year, I still feel like he's the second best player on this team. I still think Carl Anthony Towns is probably their best chance for having a true superstar. Um, he's averaging 22 points a game, nine rebounds, two and a half assists, a block and a half, and almost a steal a game. Um, also a very good shooter. He's shooting 38% from three, taking That's four, true, making yeah. 1.5. That's good for big men, and 50% is. from the field. I saw a stat last year. He was the, actually the best mid-range shooter in the NBA. He shot like 58% from mid-range, which is insane. Wow. I don't... Did not know that. If he... Yeah, he's on pace. And there was a... I saw this a couple weeks ago. There was an... Uh, the NBA GMs were asked a series of questions. One of them was, if you could start your franchise with any player in the league right now, who would it be? And Kevin Durant came in third. LeBron James came in second. Carl Anthony Towns came in first. So there's a consensus around the league that this is going to be not NBA only a star, man. but they're they're saying he's going to be the best player in the league. And that's, that's basically that's what be they're very saying. Very encouraging because if you look at the way it's Wiggins a tall is task to get up to, yeah, the way Wiggins is playing too. But um, they just had to turn it into <sighs> victories at this point. They're four and seven, which is fine. They're, They're a young, young team, team so They're I wonder if that's even going to happen this year. Um, and you know Minnesota's been on this for a long time. Like especially people thought in the Rubio West. And, and Love were going to you know do it. And this is, I think that these guys are a little higher caliber though than Rubio and Love. Yeah, you think so? I think yeah. Because Ricky Rubio had a lot of hype. He did, but it was too much though. You know why it was, He had a lot of hype because of how he came to Minnesota. Yeah. He was like I think what tenth overall or something around there. He wasn't. He first. was. He was eighth fifth in, overall. Okay, maybe a little higher than I thought. Yeah, and but they took Johnny Flynn the next pick. Oh yeah, over Steph Curry. They that what was it about to say that pick? The hype was so inflated because he refused to come. Yeah. for two years, and so he was for so good two to live years, in. He was eighteen years old for two years. You were you were wanting him. And then he tore you his were, ACL. Too. You heard it on Sports Center all the time. The wait for him was so long that that's what built it up. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have to wait for Wiggins. Wiggins was there immediately. If Wiggins was over in Europe somewhere right now and lighting it up, everyone would be like, "We got to sign this guy. He's going to be the next LeBron James." Yeah. And maybe he, he's probably not going to be the next LeBron James. He's probably going to be in that tier right below. I feel like he could be almost a Ka- Kawhi Leonard type player. Maybe like a Dwayne Wade. And that's fine. Dwayne Wade was was he was he an MVP? He was very close. Yeah. So like a guy. So the, I feel feel like Wiggins is going to be that type of player in his career where he'll he might win an MVP or two, but it's not going to be like LeBron where he's yeah. a nominee year after year after year. My thing with Wiggins is I'm not entirely sure if he can keep up this shooting because if you look at his career, he shot, including this year, 33 percent from three. Which is below average. I think he, he, he'll... I feel like he's improved on that, because I remember them saying that he worked on that a lot in the offseason, so... Uh, well, you hear that about every NBA player, almost. True, but... But it was that he focused on that. Yeah. Not that just he worked on it. That that was, like, a main priority of his, that he wanted to be a better yeah. shooter. Now, that doesn't always come to fruition. Ray, Rondo had a few off-seasons where he yeah. solely focused on shooting, and... He never got hippie. Yippee! He went from a five percent three point shooter to like a fifteen percent or whatever. Um, 
So I think that might actually keep up. I, I hope so. I don't know if he can keep up 52%, but why not 45%? Why not 40%? Even? He would still be a great player this year. Even if that yeah. Happened. And if he can keep up 27 points a game, that's very that's very good. They got to start getting something out of Dunn, though. Yeah, that. Chris Dunn's only averaging about because 4. Rubio, points a game. if Rubio can't stay healthy, you're gonna need him. And Rubio does get hurt a lot, all the time. And plus, ideally, Dunn is a better fit for them because they're very athletic. You have Zach Levine. We haven't even talked about Zach Levine. Zach Levine is the arguably dunk master three thousand. He's he's a top five athletic player in the in the NBA, and it's weird that. I feel like this team almost has like three of the top five. It's true. Um, Zach Levine is very talented. Um, Rubio's talented, but he's not nearly the athlete that Levine, Wiggins, or Towns are. I feel like he could complement off them well though, because he's not going. He's, he's not, a little bit more under control. He's he's not going to demand the ball. Yeah, he's team a player. distributor. So he's going to be on the Spurs at some point. We've been calling that. For, that for makes so much sense. Yes. Right. Total sense. I could definitely see that happening. I, I really do like this team. I think I think it's going to take them a little while to figure it out. They'll probably be hovering around 500 all year. They could sneak in an eighth seed, though. I wonder about a Rubio for Tony Parker trade. I wouldn't do it if I'm the Wolves. You would get something else, clearly, but Parker could Maybe be Maybe DeJounte Murray. Could be that steady veteran you might need with a young team right now. I feel like Rubio's that guy, though, right now. Is he steady? He's pretty steady. He's You know what he's getting from Rubio. He's always hurt, though. Hmm. Tony Parker's hurt a lot, too. Not as much. True. I would Tony Parker's only averaging five points a game this year. Well, he's getting no shots. You, they don't need him yeah, to shoot. It, he is banged up right now, too. If he came to the Timberwolves, it would be the same thing. They're going to want him to pass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just because Kawhi and Aldridge are Kawhi's, alpha dogs. Kawhi now. is lighting it up right now. Kawhi's been amazing. It's a new, new sheriff's in town in San Antonio. Very true. Um, let's see. So beyond the Wolves, um, let's see, what do we got here? Um, I, so the Warriors um, played pretty well tonight. They, uh, they put the <laughs> yeah. shellacking on against the Celtics. They were uh, they were decent. Yeah, we were watching a little bit of the game before they recording. Not too shabby. 104-88. to 88, uh, when, we, when we took that game off, it was much bigger. Uh, actually, just looking at this, they outscored the Celtics 31-9 in the third quarter. That's that's pr- that's a that's a solid team, I would say. Yeah. The Celtics aren't bad. They're gonna be just fine. They're everyone. No, everyone that panicked about them early in the season, you're moronic because. Yeah. They'll, they'll be a very good team. I don't know if they'll win the championship. I like the Spurs a lot. I still think the Cleveland's gonna win it again. You think so? Um. And honestly, I, the way the Clippers have looked this year. Oof, that's a hot take. It's hard for me not to favor them in the West. Yikes. I completely disagree. I don't buy into them at all. I'm buying into the Clippers. I'm I'm not picking them to win the West quite yet. It would actually take a lot for me to get to that point. But all right, so I'm I'm buying them as. I think. Who's gonna guard? Uh, I wouldn't Kevin pick Durant. them one. I, Who's what? gonna guard Kevin Durant and the Clippers? Who's gonna guard Kevin Durant at any team? The only person the that can, can the Kawhi only Leonard. person that can guard him in the league is the, is the Spurs. Kawhi or and LeBron. Cleveland. Yeah, that's why I picked Cleveland. I would probably actually. Pick Who's gonna guard him on the Clippers? Paul Pierce. <laughs> that's that's scary. Paul the Pierce truth. is forty. The truth. The other truth. I've mentioned both truths today. I love Paul Pierce, but he can't guard Kevin Durant right now. Um, you, you're gonna put Paul on Curry. Get Blake Griffin to cover him. Blake Griffin can't cover Durant. 
That's not going to work. Well, you know one thing. He's going to take his post game away. Then not gonna, away. Durant's but... going to kill you with the three-pointer then. Yeah, pick your poison. With the Warriors, it's it's very tough. I mean, you, you can make an argument for You can't for guard the Warriors. It's impossible. But the, the way the, the way, best team to do it, but though. the 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 thing is, the way to beat the the Warriors is in the front court. You need to out rebound them. You need to make you need to make the game physical. And that's DeAndre how Jordan and the Clippers. Do that's have how that the advantage. Thunder pushed them so far last year. Mm-hmm. That's how Cleveland beat them. That's what the Clippers are good at. That's true. Their post game is good. If Blake Griffin is playing at the level he's been playing at, DeAndre can stay what he's been doing. That team is built. I feel like to match up well against the Warriors, you can't cover them. I'm not saying that, but I think the way to the beat is the way there, to beat. I think, I think there is a blueprint out there for to beat the Warriors, mm-hmm. and it's you got to play perfect, but you got to focus on the on the front court, and you got to focus on being the tougher team. And I think that's something the Clippers can do. I mean, that would be an interesting matchup. And I don't think there's a guy in the league better suited to cover Steph Curry than Chris Paul. Hmm. I think he's the best best in the league at steals. And Steph, while he's an amazing dribbler, he, he tries he tries very hard sometimes. He tries a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think who the best defensive point guard is. I might say it's Chris Paul. Chris it Paul's might very, be Chris Paul. Because, Chris Paul. I like Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul's too. so good at a lot of other things that people forget about how good a defensive player he is. That's true. Which, that happens with a lot of players. But has, has Chris Paul ever made it past the second round of the playoffs? Yes. No. Was he in the Western Conference Finals with the, with the Pel- or not the Pelicans, the Hornets? It's not. It's not on him though. Mm, I suppose, but if if he wanted to say that, he could have gone. He could have easily just gone in wherever LeBron went. The Warriors have he been could, tested. He, in the playoffs, remember, he so. could have gone to the Cavs a couple years ago. That's true. So if he really wanted, if he was solely focused on that, he could have just gone and played with LeBron if he wanted to. But he, that's, he, what, that's the way the NBA is going. He wants right to now, stick too. it out with the Clippers. He's gonna give it a shot. I think. I would. I would. I don't know. My odds on them to get to the Western Conference Finals would probably be around like 50-50 right now. The Clippers? Yeah. I think the Spurs... From what I've seen, I'm sure I could change my mind within two weeks. Oh, yeah. But... And you got to keep in mind that Blake Griffin gets injured a lot. Right now, I think... They, I might want to even say there might be a slightly better matchup for the Warriors than the Spurs are. The only difference, though, is I think the Spurs would crush the Clippers. Yeah. I, I think I think defensively though the Spurs I just, are the, the one Spurs of the best teams. would just outsmart them. Yes, Popovich is the best coach of all time. I think they can beat the Warriors because of their strength. I think Popovich can take that strength away immediately from them. You look the, at the they, Spurs; they, they can beat the Warriors. The with Clippers' their strength, too. strength, the Spurs can take away from them. The Warriors see while the no one can take away the Warriors' strength from them. Mm-hmm. The Warriors really can't take away the Clippers' strength. They really can't. Who's going to guard Blake Griffin? Zaza Pachulia. No, Draymond Green. Draymond is I. Draymond Green is a great defensive player. He is. I would still think Blake's gonna own him. I don't know if about owning him, and but I think DeAndre he'll, he'll would well. eat Zaza alive. Zaza Pachulia is. He would get destroyed. He's he's okay. Nothing if you could that. if you could take out like Tim Duncan's brain and put it in JaVale McGee's body, then you'd have someone that could guard DeAndre Jordan. You don't know. JaVale is with Steve Kerr. This is his best coach ever. I mean, those are two, of, great two of the most athletic too. centers in the league right there. DeAndre and JaVale, but... Oh, man. They had imagine, imagine Zaza Pachulia going against JaVale McGee in practice every day. That must oh, be a that, sight. That's got to be the most entertaining part of practice. <laughs> 
Steph and Durant just having a three-point contest from half court. And, and Meanwhile, Zsa and uh, JaVale are like... Probably the same thing. Yeah, but they're not They're not making any. They're not making a single one. They're airballing everyone. Yeah. Oh, man. I like the Clippers, though. I'm not a fan. I hate the Clippers, actually. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Clippers. Um, I don't even want to talk are we about gonna, Are we going to talk San Diego Padres? <laughs> I couldn't even name a, name a player Probably not. Padres. No. That was a joke. Oh, uh, back to the Warriors, actually. Did you see anything with... Well, actually, did, because we talked about it. I just wanted to pay, play a little coyly for the listeners. Um, you saw the thing with Drake going against KD. I did. Um, so Drake was talking a lot of trash during Drake night. And a lot of stare-downs, too. A lot of stare-downs. Doris Burke. He's wearing a Doris Burke, my woman crush everyday shirt. And after the game, Kevin Durant was being interviewed by Israel Gutierrez, I believe. And Israel asked him, so what do you think about Drake night? And he's like... Kevin Durant glared at him and said, I don't give no damn about no damn Drake Knight. I thought that was hilarious. I'll give Durant this. He's embracing the villain role. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You know? That's what LeBron did for a while. LeBron hated it, though. It didn't work out that well for LeBron. He hated it. Until his second year. He always hated being the villain. Yeah. He brought it upon himself. Part of the reason he went back. Especially that he was the villain in Cleveland. Because mm-hmm. he he was never going to be right in life knowing that that city hated him. Yeah. I'm glad he went back to Cleveland. The difference is Durant could probably give two craps about Oklahoma City. Which is a shame. It's not a shame. There's 100,000 people that live there. It's like, whatever. They're That's in the true. middle of nowhere. And they never put You're that not, much around him other than Westbrook. He's not from there. He's just no. He has no... Ties to Oklahoma City. They have the worst logo in the league. They have the worst <laughs> jerseys in the league. Their color scheme makes no sense. They, you have a ball-centric point guard who won't pass to you. And uh, why are you staying there? There's no reason to stay there. Nothing. The team was created six years ago. Your your <laughs> career is older than that franchise. True. By a year. Two you, years. You weren't tied down to them at all. Okay. Fair enough. I still think Russell Westbrook. I don't. I don't think he's a ball center point guard. Oklahoma like City's by the way is hypocrite because the franchise leaves Seattle, and all they're fine with that. Yeah, but if Durant leaves. Okay. All he can't do point. it that it's, way. It's karma in a way. It's karma. You but Russell Westbrook's going to carry that team in the playoffs. I think. Oh sure, but they won't go anywhere. Not but much further. Yeah, but I mean, they could be a scrappy team. Say they met up against the Clippers, they would lose. You think so? Yes. Uh, they match up well with the Clippers. Steven Adams. They do. Canner. Still think the Clippers would win. Sure. They don't have anyone to guard Westbrook, but... Chris Paul will try. Maybe. Chris, Chris, I don't think Chris Paul will cover him. You don't think so? I think he would cover Oladipo. He's not He's not big enough. He's not physical enough. I don't know who he'd put on Westbrook, then. You couldn't put J.J. Rackham on Westbrook. You... Oh, then Paul... Yeah, Chris Paul would probably have to cover yeah, him. Yeah, he'd have to. But he's going to be helped down low. See, that's my concern See, with Paul, the Clippers. Paul can guard Westbrook unless he's driving. Yeah. Like, when... If you can turn Westbrook into Paul, jump shooter, when, that's great for you. Yeah, because... And I think Paul can do that, especially since DeAndre he's, Jordan can he's go, so good with the steals. He puts a lot of pressure on Westbrook. I mean, Chris Paul covering him, Westbrook could be a turnover machine. Yeah, that could happen. The other thing is, he also could end up with 20 dunks on a night and yep. get 40 points. Yeah, I mean, he could Which do is where you're going to need DeAndre to be, like, really helping. That'd be an interesting matchup, I think. Um, all right, so let's see what else we got here. I don't even want to talk about the Utah Jazz. 
I feel like so we don't. So let's not. Let's not. <laughs> uh, Jabari Parker, he's playing well. That's all I got to say about that. Wizards are bad. They're a bad team. John Wall's a train wreck. He was ejected twice last week. That is a good point. I think he's a great player. But he's the yeah. second calling of Gilbert Arenas. I loved Gilbert Arenas. He was a fun player. 30 points a game. Yeah, people love him, but he's not going to do anything for you. Man, do you remember that old Wizards team with Gilbert, JaVale McGee, Nick Swaggy P. Young? What a, what a roster. That's almost like what Man, the Lakers are trying to build I'd right now. I'd love to meet that general manager. Ooh. I think that's Wes Unseld, right? No. I think it might be. I don't know. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. That's actually what the Lakers are kind of doing right now. They have Meta World Peace, Nick Swaggy P. Young, Lou Williams, who has two girlfriends. Lou Williams is savage. Um, I like yeah, the Lakers. The this Lakers year. have a nice mix of veterans and young guys right now. They do, and they're they're playing pretty well. Um, the exact standings, I will look that up right now. I believe they're seven and five. Yeah, they're. Oh, and see. Luke Walton. They're playing tonight. Or they're playing right now. Seven and five. Luke Walton's been very good for them. Um, I think that's a bigger factor. They're going toe to toe with the Spurs right now. Sixty-two, sixty-one. Yeah. In the third quarter, that's 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 but, good. But who knows who's playing for the Spurs? That's true. I mean, with the Spurs, you never know. They could be wrestling. I, I think D'Angelo Russell is one of the most talented young point guards out there. He is, for sure. Um, I've, I read an article today on Complex that D'Angelo Russell's favorite player growing up was Monte Ginobili. And I can see a little bit of his game in there. He's left-handed. He likes to do some of those crazy layups. Yeah, I could see it. He's a young Manu, more athletic. Manu, yeah. Actually, Manu was athletic. He was pretty athletic. They're similar size, too. Russell's 6'5". That's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. I can see it. And, you know, he's, he's putting up similar numbers, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. And he'll only get better. And I, I like Randall, too. Randall's a nice Randall player. has been a beast this year. He was a, he was pretty good last year. He's getting 11 and 10. He's the reason they beat the Warriors. That was it. That was and a, once again, that that's the blueprint for the Warriors. If your front court can play great, you're likely going to win. And, and Randall... Moskov is not that bad either. They could, yeah. And they could not stop Randall. And that dunk Larry Nance had over David West was incredible. Yes. That was one of the best plays I've seen. It was. He he rubbed uh he rubbed uh David West's head while he dunked on him. It was pretty crazy. Lakers are gonna surprise some people this year. Well But they're not the best team in LA. Me and Nehemiah, shout out Nehemiah. Um we've been talking about the Lakers for probably our last five or six podcasts. We we love this team. It's it's a fun team to watch. Um they're young. And well they they do have some good veterans too. And Swaggy P's, you know, he's playing well this year. And Lou Williams is playing well this year. And Luke Walton is a very good coach. There's the, the Mozgov signing, I think, is while it looks so stupid with the money, mm-hmm. on the court, it's going to help them. Yeah. Lou Williams. He's confident. Lou Williams is always giving you the same kind of thing, and it's yeah. he's one of the better six men in the, in the league. Yeah. Um, and Lou Deng is still a good veteran player. In, 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 in this day and era, you need a guy that's just going to hit threes. And that's what Nick Young is. Nick Young can hit a three. He'll take two. He's like he's sim- he's Jr. esque. Not as good as Jr. But he's he's, he's, in that, he's in that style. And he he'll get hot and you know go off so, for thirty. So it, it's just it's very well balanced. It's a very well put together team right now. I feel like. And you can't forget about Brandon. But England. they don't have a superstar. I think Deandre Russell and Randall, yeah, they might and get one there, of those guys are going to. But that's guy. that's the problem this year. Yeah. That's why they can't do damage this year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. Uh, if they can keep up a, a little over 500, they'll make the playoffs in the West. It'll be tough, obviously, because the West is still loaded. 
But, um, I mean, some of the teams that always make the playoffs, like the Mavericks, they're 2-9. and nine. They're actually the worst team in the West right now. The Grizzlies have been bad this year. Right? The Grizzlies are actually 7-5. and five. They won oh, tonight. Never mind. Um, right now, if the season ended, the Lakers are the fifth seed. And, you know, the teams that are ahead of our Grizzlies, Rockets, the Jazz, I, they're I, similar to those teams. I could see them getting in that 7-8 spot. Yeah. And I think the Blazers are right now in the ninth spot. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. That team is going to be better. Right They'll probably be a fifth, sixth seed. I can see the Lakers being a seventh, eighth for sure. And well, I don't see, I don't see the Rockets making it. The Rockets were out of the playoffs last year. Um, beyond no, 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 they lost in the first round to Golden State. I thought they just missed. They they played Golden State in the first really? round. They lost. They were they they were just such an afterthought. They actually beat Golden State once. I think I do remember that. What now. an accomplishment that is. That's see, that's the problem with the NBA. Yeah, the first Rockets, round, other than Harden, first round is a good. joke. It is. You you always know which team is going to win for right. the most part. That fourth and fifth seed is always tough. That's the one. That's the one part of hockey I always defend over basketball. The only mm. part because more upset while time. I like hockey more, the number of reasons the NBA is so much more popular. But the one thing they do have over them is first round of the playoffs. It's one versus eight. You have no idea who's going to win. Mm. The eighth seeds won the cup before in the NHL. Actually, th- 2012, the eighth seed won the cup. No eighth seeds even won the first round in the NBA. Well, yeah, I mean, remember how shocked everyone oh, was? Oh, wait, 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 no, 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 no. One eighth seed did. The Nuggets did it to the Supersonics in like '93. They went to the what? The Western Conference Finals? Yeah, but they were the eighth seed. Ah. So it's happened, but like it hasn't. I feel like it's only happened once or twice. The the whereas in the NHL, the Warriors beat usually the every Mavs. other year you have an eight seed beating a one seed. Yeah, ish. And I mean, look at this: the Cavaliers would play the Pacers right now for the eight seed. So that's obviously the Cavs. The yeah. Pacers are fine, but they're not gonna they're not gonna win four games against the Cavs. And in the West, it would be Clippers versus the Jazz, which um, I mean, the Clippers are gonna walk away with destruction. The, the Jazz are a nice team, but they're not. They're not the yeah. They'll get swept. Yeah, they'd get swept. Now, if it was Clippers Blazers, didn't the the Blazers beat the Clippers, right? I, I would Blazers think that's going to be very closer. I don't think the Blazers, the Blazers will be down that, be in that low. Position. If they no. were, which I don't think they will, then something must have gone wrong. That I think that they'll. It would be an injury, most likely. So at that point, I would pick the Clippers to roll them. If it, yeah, if there's a reason the Trail Blazers are at the eighth seed, I would pick the Clippers. I would pick the Clippers to roll them. Sure. Ah oh, man, I feel like we've been talking forever. You want me to keep going? You what? What? Wrap it up? Wrap it up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, I don't even know what the name of our show is at this point. Sports Cocktail. Sports Cocktail. That was my idea for another podcast with another friend, but it would never materialize, so the name's up for grabs. Sports Cocktail. That, that would work. Um, you know, we talked a little basketball. We talked about a lot of NFL. I got a little smidgen of hockey in there at the end. But one thing we didn't get into. Oh, I can make what? We didn't get into our uh, MLS hot takes. Oh, that's not what I was going to bring up. But go ahead. What, what are you going go to go say? I wanted to make a quick point about Conor McGregor. Oh, great name, for one. Don't know if you're in the UFC. I'll follow a little bit. He wears Gucci. Um, I am a very recent UFC fan. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of sort of been into it a little. Yeah. Only recently started getting into it more. Um always been a boxing fan since I was can remember. Mm-hmm. Like, three years old. So like, I remember watching Holyfield versus Lennox Lewis when I was like six years old. It must have been a really weird At one in the morning. You must have been a really weird Well, because my, my dad 
was friend. My dad, one of my dad's best friends was Tom. Shout Macy. out Joe's dad. Yeah, was uh, one of his best friends was Tom Macy, whose brother was Joe Macy, who oh yeah, yeah. Um, had a lot of fights in Buffalo. Ended up becoming the number one contender in the world. Wow. Uh, for the heavyweight championship, would have had a heavyweight championship fight, but his um, fight in Vegas, he had internal bleeding in his skull or something, and he had to retire from wow. it. So. But retired undefeated. But that's my connection to boxing, so that's why I'm into it. Um, this this McGregor Mayweather talk. This is gonna be like my rant of the week. This needs to wait. S- Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. There's been UFC fighting or boxing. No, no boxing. There have been rumors of this for a few. Mo- this went back to the spring, and McGregor Mayweather was trying to get McGregor in the ring. Boxing rules, because Mayweather would never fight him. MMA. Oh yeah. Um, that was supposed to happen in September. McGregor cut, didn't do it because the money didn't work out. Because Mayweather, of course, money Mayweather. Like Mayweather, he'll get the fight done, but it'll it will all be sixty five by the time it happens. <laughs> um, I mean, think about the Pacquiao thing. That could have been that would have been great yeah. like eight years ago. Right. It took him. Th- oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even get me started on the, on that whole thing. The ten years of waiting for crap is what that was. <laughs> Um, now I lost my train of thought. McGre- McGregor didn't fight him. He fought Diaz instead at UFC, and it was huge. Okay, and then he fought Alvarez. Now that he's talking about taking a little break from UFC, which is probably going to happen, he's going to take a little bit of a break. Now the Mayweather talk is kicking up again. Mayweather was asked by TMZ about him, and he talked about, oh, it's an oh, elephant boy. crushing an ant, and talked about it. Then McGregor said... On TMZ, I'll fight him, but I want if I want it to be for a hundred million dollars because he's too bad name there to fight to fight me in a real fight. <laughs> so that'd be really interesting. But I don't think it's gonna happen. The hype would be interesting. I'm telling the world right now: you don't want this fight. <laughs> it will be the most boring thing you have ever seen think about how boring the pacquiao fight was i enjoyed it no you didn't i didn't there's no way you did (laughs) from as a boxing fan i could tell you right now it's the most boring style of boxing the floyd mayweather fight i mean obviously you want to see a knockout i blame him for killing boxing partially part of it is that there's no organization overseeing anything which is why the ufc's been able to succeed because they make the good fighters fight each other Mm -hmm. which in boxing mayweather went through his whole career without fighting anyone that's true McGregor won't touch him. Will not touch him once. You're probably correct. The box boxers, the top ten boxers in the world that have been doing this their entire lives can barely lives, touch him. Can hardly make a dent on him. And you think Conor McGregor, who while he is a striker in the UFC, so like he's very punch oriented, like he he's the boxer in the UFC. Mm-hmm. It's. So much different. He will not oh, yeah. hit Mayweather once. What you're going to see in this fight, and McGregor's tough, so he's not getting knocked out. No matter how many times, Mayweather doesn't have the power to knock him out. Mayweather has one knockout in the final 12 years of his career. Think about that for a second. Wow. One knockout in the final Completely 12 years. Completely against every idea you think of boxing. Exactly. 
it'll be the most boring thing on earth. The hype's gonna would be so fun. The press conference would be awesome. Oh, it would. I'm telling you right now, the press conference would be more fun than the, the actual fight. Yeah, because if you watch a, a Conor McGregor press conference, even if the opponent's like silent, is still awesome. <laughs> Mayweather's like the biggest trash talker in boxing. So yeah. you put those two next to each other, that would be awesome. But the fight itself would is going to be a waste of everyone's time and, and money. everyone's money. Yeah. Pe- everyone that pays, pay- I'm, if this happens. I'm suggesting that anyone listening to this do not buy it on pay-per-view. <laughs> do not do it. It will be such a waste of money. That's all I got on that. Right over. All right. Um, hot takes on the MLS. So, what what do we got for MLS? Who's going to win the MLS this year? Um, I'm the Seattle Sounders because USA. And it's all Canadian teams otherwise. Now, okay, so let me see if I remember. The Montreal Impact, is that a team? Yes. Toronto FC. FC, Vancouver Whitecaps, Whitecaps, yes. Hmm, those are mountains. Waves, waves, or both. It's definitely waves. I think you're right though. It's mountains too. It sounds like mountains, but it's it, both. Really, interesting team. I don't know which team which they're referring to, but you can both can be referred to as Whitecaps. That's insane. What's another? Give me the city. Let me try to guess on this. All right, guess the, the team name of oh, the silence one. is great for the listeners. This is it is great. This is this is compelling right now. That's what Very. this is? Houston, the Houston Dynamo. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> one for one. One for one. Should retire there. Um, the. Is there a team called Chivas USA? Is that gone? They're gone. They're gone. Wow. There's going to be another LA team, though, called LAFC. Which, what, a, what a basic name. Which is part, part owned by uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> um, I can't think. Uh, Salt Lake City. Isn't it Real Salt Lake? Yes. Why are they trying to be European? Just give it a name like, okay, the Salt Lake Mormons or something. I, I don't even care. The Salt Lake Mitt Romneys. <laughs> the Salt Lake Romneys. I feel like there's one more really funny one. This is the Chicago Fire. Is that still around? Yeah. Alright, is this an, uh, is this a MLS team or is it a made-up name? The Pittsburgh... It's made up. Damn. There's no MLS team in Pittsburgh. All right, the... Oh, Philadelphia. No, I don't know. Take a guess. You were getting... The Philadelphia Swarm. No. The Philadelphia Soul. That's a. It's not team, It's right? not a team name. The Philadelphia FC. No. Real Philadelphia. No. Philadelphia SC. No. Soccer club. Um, Philadelphia Sporting. No. Sporting Philadelphia. No. What, what is it? It's the Philadelphia Union. Oh my god! <laughs> I just took off my glasses and put my hands in my face. I think that's. Uh, I think that's where we should stop. That is the the greatest part to stop. That, this is why the MLS doesn't work. They have terrible team names. They're trying to be European. Yeah, that's not. that's not the reason, but that they don't have any it good certainly players. doesn't help. No good players unless they're like forty five. It's the it's the World Retirement League. Yep, basically. It's where soccer players go to die, much like where it's, uh, NBA players go to Sacramento to die. Soccer's Florida. It's the Jacksonville of soccer. It's soccer's Florida. 
Yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. All right. On that note, uh, this is Connor Kirst, joined by. You can, you can say my name. Fine, Jody Biasi. Yes. Um, and thank you for listening. Um, if you like the show, please, please subscribe on Stitcher. We're on iTunes now. I don't know if iTunes is completely up to date. Last I knew that our picture wasn't quite up there. Um, we got a blog. Who knows? Maybe you'll see Jody popping up more. Maybe you'll see him maybe. on more of this stuff. We'll see about that. You we, hope. we got more stuff coming up, too. We got uh, music awards. Where it's going to be a blog post. We got more podcasts. The Six Men, the Bye Week, everything. So subscribe. Make sure you follow Joe D on Twitter. What's your at? DBiase, like the wrestler, D I B I A S E W G R. And you can follow me at Connie's is Cursed. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.